is when people are seriously sickened with COVID-19 and need to be cared for in hospital, they not only receive oxygen, but some doctors commonly prescribe antibiotics for people with COVID-19 in the hospital. A leading Canadian microbiologist studies the overuse of antibiotics and is a little worried that this use could have grave consequences um, in the future. Eric Brown joins us now. He's professor at McMaster University's Institute of Infectious Disease Research. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hi, good morning. All right, so what is your concern with uh, COVID and antibiotic use right now? Yeah, I mean, we've known for, for a long time, there's been, you know, research on, on past pandemics, uh, including, you know, the one that happened more than 100 years ago. We know that um, people, people die in the vast majority of cases due to bacterial infection. Uh, and so the medical community knows this well. Um, COVID-19 is really emerging kind of as a multi-organ disease. So it's a little more complicated, I think, than flu. Um, but, but it's also recognized that, that bacterial infection is a, is a real risk for mortality um, for COVID-19 patients. So severely ill patients um, uh, are, are very often getting antibiotics, um, you know, maybe even if they haven't been diagnosed. And I don't think that's such a concern. I mean, that's that's I think that's just careful medicine. But but um, you know, we have we have uh, we're closing on 10 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the world right now. Um, the, this this bug is moving right now into low and middle income countries where you know antibiotics are pretty um, easy to get over the counter and not necessarily through prescription. Uh, you know, antibiotics have been wonder drugs in these places that have already a high infectious disease burden. Uh, and you just know there's just going to be rampant use of antibiotics worldwide as a result of COVID-19. And the worry is it leads to uh, overuse of antibiotics, leads to uh, superbugs that we cannot treat. And uh, we've seen that with C. difficile in hospitals before uh, COVID even reared its heads. I want to talk to you just if we could go back for a second um, why is it that you're seeing bacterial infections um, when it comes to seriously ill COVID patients? Because a virus and a bacteria or bacteria are very different. Is it because the immune system is is compromised and then they're opened up to a whole world of bacteria that could be out there and just waiting? Yeah, this is really an active area of research um, and, and not something my lab is a specialty in, frankly, but but it's a um, I mean it's a really it's a really interesting um, phenomenon, right? That, that um, the virus kind of goes in and does damage. Um, that's again a little bit mysterious, and and what follows uh, frequently, um, particularly in the cases of severe infection, is uh, is a bacterial infection. Uh, and um, and in past pandemics, actually, there, there's been even forensic investigations of, uh, of of what happened in past pandemics to confirm that indeed in flus like. Um, you know the one at the turn of the last century, that um, that uh, that the majority of deaths was really about bacterial infection and not about uh, influenza. Right now, you're you're looking for new antibiotics to deal with the top three dreaded superbugs on the World Health Organization's list. Uh, that is like needle in a haystack work. It could take up to 15 years to discover, uh, you know, to get something through the discovery to clinical trial stage to on the market. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how important it's going to be moving forward that you actually uh, get started on this work as soon as possible? Yeah, yeah I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's very early stage stuff uh, and it's a long road. 
there has been really nothing but failure, however, in trying to come up with truly novel antibiotics. Most of our antibiotics were discovered uh, in the few decades following uh, the Second World War. And um, we've had really kind of minor tweaking uh, or incremental changes to those, um, to those drugs ever since. And so, um, you know, for example, we haven't had a new um, uh, drug to treat, to treat uh, bacterial infection, a truly new drug discovered in more than 30 years. So, so early, early research in my lab to kind of take, you know, what we call, um, you know, maybe disruptive approaches or very uh, unconventional approaches to this problem because there's been so much failure um, in, in that time using kind of conventional modern drug discovery methods. Uh, but we're... Um, we're very interested, for example, in to try to sort out how we might um, do a better job of getting drugs into bacterial cells so that they can reach the targets that, that are in the cells that lead to bacterial cell death. So you're not only working on the weapon, you're working on the, uh, the, 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 the I guess, bullet that will g- get the uh, weapon in there. Yeah, it would be a combination. This particular research is a kind of a combination strategy. Uh, you know, for example, there are a whole bunch of antibiotics that don't work against the World Health Organization's, you know, top three most dreaded superbugs. Uh, and it's because those particular superbugs are really hard to get um, drugs into so that they can get to their targets inside of the cells. And so we're trying to come up with a strategy that's not been done before uh, to try to basically crack the nut so that... Um, so that these uh, these otherwise um, uh, un, unhelpful antibiotics might become helpful. What do you think is stage two rushing into stage? Do you think we're rushing into stage two right now? I mean, I almost put words in your mouth there um, with regard to the pandemic. Should we uh, be easing off as we are right now? Where do you sit as a, you know a professor, a scientist, someone that uh, knows microbiology, and how quickly we're moving um, to reopen the economy? Are we out of the woods, basically, is what I want to know, because there's a lot of people that are letting their guards down. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's super important. I mean, I think it's human nature to get a little complacent. Um, you know, maybe you didn't get sick or nobody in your family's been sick yet. Maybe you don't even know anyone who's had COVID-19. Uh, but this thing is not going away, um, and vigilance is going to be really important. And I think if we want to avoid uh, some, of the, some of the really, really um, – bad situations that are occurring, you know, just south of us, for example. I mean, the United States hasn't, isn't worried about a second wave because it hasn't gotten through its first wave yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if we need any, any um, evidence that it's really important to be vigilant and, uh, and careful, I think it's, I don't think we have to look any further than our neighbors to the south. Uh, 